Hello, everybody, and welcome to Part of Me Podcast, created and hosted by me, Jamie Reynolds, where I will be providing techniques and guidance on starting, maintaining, and measuring your plan to fulfill those desired goals in your life. If you are ready to start achieving your goals, join me every Sunday and stay tuned to the end of this episode. Make sure you visit my webpage for free printables. Now, let's get to work. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. How was your week? How was your day? How was your morning? I hope everything is going good and great and in a good space for you. And if not, there's never too late of a time to turn that energy around. Last week, we talked about focusing on the past. You know how easy it is to get caught up in the past, to get stuck in a moment and just have no way or idea of how to get out that moment? All of these what if scenarios and I tried excuses, all of these different things that are stuck with our past selves. Last week, we opened the door and we pulled it right by the strings and we're, we're out of that place. We're not in that place anymore. We have grown from that and we have begun to acknowledging our past as an opportunity to learn from those moments and that experience for us to teach ourselves how to better regulate and facilitate our future. We also learned not to be biased to our past perceptions. Let's not be so focused on the negative parts of things, the things that failed, that weren't successful, that didn't grow. Let's stop looking at the past as something that's so detrimental that we are scared to explore that opportunity again. But one thing I have come to realize as being a parent and furthermore, even doing that episode, I realized just how impactful our insecurity about a past learning and teachable moment, how it affects our children and how it affects the way we teach our children to go after their goals. So I figured what better time to talk about this as our babies are returning back to school, depending on what state you're in, depending on what county you're in, they may have already gone back, but my little ones will be going back to school next week in Oh my goodness, my little one, my four-year-old, she will be starting pre-K and I am in that that mixed area of excited and ready for her to go out and explore all that education has to present to her. But the other part of me is really reserved about the idea of my baby growing up and her also exploring life outside of mommy, outside of mommy being there and mommy kind of being that that little cocoon <laughs> around her. So it's such a very scary thing. And for all the moms that have gone through this experience or about to go through this experience, I am I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. While there's a love excitement there, I mean, if you ask her father, he is jumping off the walls. But I am very... I don't want to say nervous, but it's really just the thought process of your baby leaving the the nest a little bit, like not to the extremities of like being an empty nester, but this is one of the first steps for that to happen. But but anyways, as we're talking about that, it really gave a revelation on the idea of how much does our fear of past failures 
really traumatize us and ultimately affect the way we have our children view their goals and the things that they want to go after. I want to share this story with you. So when I was younger, and my mother may not remember this, when we were younger, um, every year we would do a annual family vacation. And so happens this one vacation, we were down in Ocean City and we were going to our condo and um, we're, we're by the rail and I'm, I'm walking near the rail. I think I'm like my hands on the rail. I'm just very, I'm very close to the rail, too close for comfort for my mother's concern, right? And my mother, she moves me at a haste from the rail, from the the edge um, of of this of this hallway balcony that we're we're walking down, right? And she says, "Oh my goodness, mommy's afraid of heights." It's something along the lines of that is what she tells me. May I say, since that day, I have been afraid of heights. So I have to narrow that down. I have to paint a picture here. I'm not afraid of roller coasters. I'm not afraid of trying new experiences, but I have like that gut-wrenching feeling anytime I am in a space where I'm not secured and I know that I am, I, I'm at a, at, at a height that is, if I was to fall, like that's it, that's, it's over, you know? So it's, it's one of those things. So in psychology, fear can be learned through direct experience or through just a social interaction or observation about something. So for instance, when my mother made that comment about her not liking heights, I became more observant on how she would behave when heights were involved in a certain situation. Over time, that learned fear was something I adopted. And now when it has something to do with heights, I am very uneasy about it. Now, my fear is not on the extreme end of the spectrum to where I'm having the shakes or nervous breakdown or something like that when I'm presented or I am in a space and my fear of height is is fully exposed to me. But the thought runs into my head and it makes a situation that involve heights just that much harder and more difficult. Your kids are gonna have dreams. Your kids are gonna have long, long-term dreams, and they're going to have some short-term dreams, and they're going to expect their parents to support it. That brings me to my first point of you are never too young to have a goal. The thing is, depending on your child's age, they may not be able to articulate their current short-term goal for themselves, and they may not even realize that it's an actual goal for themselves. But for instance, my daughter's first day of pre-K A goal for her, like an internal goal for her may be for her to become comfortable with this new environment and make friends. Sometimes you can tell what a child's goal is by simply just observing their reaction, their behavior when that certain thing is achieved. But they're also in a stage where visible praise from their parent or their guardian is such a big deal as well. So again, one, the first thing is they're never too young to have a goal. They're never too young to have a dream. Allow them to express that to you. And if they are unable to verbally express it to you, observe it. Observe some of the the characteristics that they start to demonstrate when they're doing something that makes them happy or makes them excited or makes them nervous. Like just observe that and help them work towards that. And that actually brings me to point number two, which is help them work towards their goal. 
be there for them. Going back to my childhood again, my mother was a big supporter on allowing my sisters and I to find that thing that we enjoyed. She had us in everything from dancing to cheerleading. My sister did flag football. Like, We did modeling like she had us in so many different things. And if we told her we were interested in it, oh, she was going to figure out a way for us to explore that that dream or that good idea of ours. And just to see if that's something that we really, truly wanted to do. I appreciated that because as I got older, that's what helped me to develop the mindset that I have now where it's that there's no harm in trying something. There's no harm into looking into something to see if that's something for you. There's no harm in doing that because if you realize that it is truly not for you, there's no love loss. There's there's nothing that you, you lost from that moment. You may have gained a few things. You may have learned a few things from experimenting with it and, and taking a chance on it. Or even if you know, you you realize that this is not really your cup of tea. So you're not going to waste time on things that kind of surround that category of it. But I appreciate from that standpoint of her supporting uh, the things I was interested in and allowing me to uh, trust myself and trust my own my own thoughts at that age to be able to try it out. That brings me to the next point of their goals are their own. Let them own it. Parents, it is so easy to get caught up in the idea of setting goals, tasks, plans, and futures and all that stuff for your kid. It's very easy to get caught up in it. And it's not because you are just super controlling. It's because you don't want them to experience some part of your past that you experienced. It's always a thought process of if I can help you to avoid the hurt the time loss, all those negative things, I will. And parents, this is why sometimes we experience that pushback because we're pushing something on them or we're pushing them away from something that they haven't directly had the opportunity to experience. By pushing something on them that was never their dream to begin with, How do we expect them to have excitement towards that? How do we expect them to make it feel that it's their own when in in all reality, it's not? So here's another example. My husband and I go back and forth all the time and we talk about what sports we're gonna get our girls in or what sports we think they'll, they'll really enjoy. The sports that I present to the conversation is always something liberal arts related. It's like, oh, they're gonna dance. They're gonna enjoy this, you know? his is more along the lines of, oh, they're going to want to do basketball or they're going to want to do soccer. And in all reality, they may not want to do none of what we are presenting to them. And it's because it's not their own idea. It's not their own dream. It's not their own, their own vision. Now, parents, I do understand that a three-year-old or four-year-old may not be able to vocalize what they truly want to do. So you're going to be there to help guide them. Absolutely. Be there to help guide them. Not be there to control what you want it to be for them. 
At this time when your child is getting involved in different sports and different activities, like for instance, my eight-year-old talks about how she loves art. And so as a result of that, my husband and I, we got her a bunch of art supplies and everything for her birthday to allow her to explore that that dream of hers or to even, it might even be a, a whole dream. It might just be something that she's interested in. So let me let me change the words to explore that interest of hers. These are those opportunities to allow your child to naturally learn resilience, to learn grit, to learn perseverance. And there's so many ways that they can learn. It's not just through sports where your child can learn those things because trust and believe in the dancing world or in the artistry world, I'm sure like there are trolls in sports, there are trolls in every other place. They're gonna learn to do better. They're gonna learn to want more. They're gonna learn to want better because it's something that they truly want to do. It's something that they truly have a desire for. When I was younger, I have so many when I was younger stories. Um, When I was younger, my mom got my sister and I into gymnastics. My sister and I was also in cheerleading at the time. So my mother found this to be a way for, of course, her children to have fun and all those things, but also for us to kind of build up muscles and all these different things, right? I loved it the first few weeks uh, we were in there. We was doing round off, back handsprings, like back handsprings on the, the trampoline. Like I was enjoying it. I was having fun until one day, I guess a part of their program, you have to learn how to do a backflip with no momentum. I couldn't run into it or nothing. I just had to stand there and just do a backflip. I, I listen, okay. I talked my way out of it the remaining 30 minutes or so that we had in class. When class was over, I went straight to my mom and I told her, I don't want to go back. I do not want, and she asked me, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel comfortable with doing it. Now, my mom was not one to push us. If it was something that we genuinely felt that we did not want to do anymore, she was like, okay, cool, fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to push you to want to do it. In hindsight, if she did push me to do it, I would have figured out to do that back tuck or I would have, would have cried until they they let me not, but... (laughs) I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I don't remember how old I was. Maybe eight or nine. I don't remember. But cheerleading was not my passion. It was something we did recreationally. We were not a part of no competition team. We was a part of a boys and girls club. Uh, And it was something for us to be active, something for us to be social. But it was not my true passion. And as you can see, as I got older, I did not pursue it. But I say all that and to say is parents... Your job for your child is to create the space and create the opportunity for them to explore their interests and their dreams and their goals. But furthermore, you are in a space where as you are working on your goals and your dreams, you should bring your child right along with you and allow them to begin that process as early as today. So with that, at the conclusion of this episode, if you have the time Make some time and sit down with your child and talk to them about what are some of their goals and some of their dreams in life and how can you help them to get there. As always, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week and thank you so much for being part of me. 